0: You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts Brent and Angelo. This is episode number eighty for your favorite podcast in mine. Release the Kraken, Angelo. How are you today?
1: Oh, I'm I'm great. You know it's. uh it's like the final day of the Tour de France. The winner is already decided and the streets of Paris are packed in celebration. Uh, and the coronation of the next champion is yep. almost upon us. So, yep. uh, you know, you go from sadness to a uh, tip of the hat because you know we are into uh, the final phase of the Luke, which also makes me a bit sad because we're just going to do a couple more of these podcasts probably, even though we say we'll do them throughout the summer. And then, uh, the you know, the one thing... The only thing that brings me joy in life is going to go away till September. I know. How are you doing?
0: I feel, I am you know what? You know, for the first time ever, I think we share that we, we, we're we on the same emotional plane and same emotional level. It is, it is, Is. it's the dawn of, uh, or I say not, it's the dusk. We're setting into the dusk. It's, you know, it's twilight right now in the pool and, and we're um, still lots of, lots of fun to happen, obviously, and, and. and you couldn't ask for a more exciting uh, race that's heating up, which we'll talk about in a bit. But yeah, you know it's always a sad time of year, but always looking forward to next year. And I know some managers, for sure, are really looking forward to next year and putting putting uh, uh, the the uh, the 2021 season behind, right?
1: Yeah, and A-list, this is going to be a fun show, so we obviously need to talk about the standings because uh, this time next week the pool is done, um, but uh, we've d- we can't spend a whole episode on it. The, the, the competition isn't as close as it has been in previous years. No. Uh, so what we're going to do is um, the Seattle Kraken uh, paid their final installment and are officially an NHL team now, so we are doing Release the Kraken today. We are going to go through our league, who we projected as keepers a few weeks ago, and from there the Kraken is going to choose their league of ordinary gentlemen expansion team with the available players uh, that they have. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh,
0: this is this is such a fun episode, and it's and I think uh, I think everybody will have a good uh, good chuckle and good good look at at uh, what would actually happen if the Lug underwent a very similar process when uh, when expanding, right? So this is this is going to be lots of fun for sure.
1: All right, let's talk, you know what, uh, let's talk Washington, New York first. So, wow. um, you know, Tom Wilson doing Tom Wilson things. Um, if you watch the whole video, I mean, uh, I know I, I hate Tom Wilson and I don't want to defend him. However, if you watch the video in itself, it's it's a typical, in my opinion, um, post-whistle scrum, uh, you know, maybe he was a little bit too aggressive on Pavel Buzhnevich, but if I recall, I think Panarin jumped on his back uh, before all of this happened. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, that said, I, I do think that he did cross the line with, um, you know, uh, pushing the back of Bujinovich's head. Maybe a one-game suspension would have yeah. uh, warranted uh, his uh, his behavior, and also. Uh, prevented what we saw the other day. That was wild, eh? Well,
0: what, what what, I, you know, when Tom Wilson has a history, right? So if he gets in any of these kind of scuffles and acts in this way, the hammer should come down fairly hard on him because this is only going to encourage him even more.
1: Right. Wait, because- so you mean by the hammer, you mean the saying the hammer, not you don't mean uh, the old manager from the loop?
0: No, not no, not not him. No, absolutely okay. not. Or like the the Ed Wernick or whatever that curler, the hammer. Um, yeah. So no, uh, it, it should come down hard on him. And 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 like he got what a five thousand dollar fine, and then when all hell broke loose, and what was a hundred minutes worth of penalties. <laughs> <laughs> by the end of like the game was it by the end of the game there's a hours end of the second period there I can't remember I think I tweeted out it was some something ridiculous the amount of pen, penalties that 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 were issued Um, you know, it comes down, and then the Rangers player had, had a suspension on, uh, and, and uh, or a $23,000 fine. Yeah, he got suspended one game and had to forfeit $23,000 based upon what he did. So the ba- it doesn't make sense, but the biggest story out of this is the whole firing of the front office of, of uh, the Rangers. And... And then, then, then the big fine that comes down afterwards. So I know the, I'm sure the ownership of the Rangers were trying to avoid this type of publicity, trying to avoid, you know, this type of a fine and all of these other pieces. I know it's. Oh like, no
1: no no no! They're like you, a no. billion dollar Do
0: you, franchise, but anyways. No, so. the
1: ownership, the ownership group in New York is nuts. This Dolan guy, uh, he is like. He is loath. He is hated in New York. Um, the way that he runs the Knicks, this is his, hit. this is how he operates. So uh, I have to uh, respectfully disagree. He would have, he's the one who would have orchestrated this, um, this release uh, by the Rangers. And uh, he is uh, an unpredictable person. So for him to fire the president and the GM, um, when Really, New York is doing well in the rebuild. Um, they've they've stockpiled some really great talent. Um, they're on their way up. And then for him to say that the team is underperforming and it doesn't feel right, this this guy's just a well.
0: It and it, it, I bonkers. guess I guess for me the part of the confusion then is from what I'm I'm trying to trying to figure out is because again yeah they're, they're you know New York is New York you know they're sitting and they're, they're, they're out, they're sitting out of the playoffs obviously. And, and, but that, you know, it's, it's, they're under undergoing a rebuild. It's been, it's been a bit of a rough season for them in some ways, but, um, you know, if, if that's the case, where he he was like, if that came right not out of the front office, but at, from from the owner or whoever he orchestrated, then fires everybody. It it doesn't look good. And then I know like the initial articles and stories that were coming out of it really really were were uh, um, confused. I would say so. That's an interesting take on that, and 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 uh, one that I think uh, is going to cause some some chaos within that franchise for sure.
1: Yeah, all right, let's switch gears now, and uh, we got two players that we're kind of watching that are, you know, we have many players we're watching, but, you know, I think it would be amazing in this COVID-shortened season of 56 games, uh, McDavid is four points away from hitting the century mark, which yeah. would be one, in my opinion, one of the greatest uh, hockey seasons of all time, certainly in, uh, something that we've seen since um the early '90s, at yeah. least, and then yeah. uh, Austin Matthews, 40 goals in 49 games. Um, two players that are just on a completely different level in the NHL this year.
0: Yeah, you, you, it's it is. This has been the McDavid and Matthews uh, season, and, and the whole the whole uh, season, and every every story that comes out of it is, is basically. About these two players, their constant highlight reels, and and uh, it would be absolutely something to see. Um, McDavid hit uh, that milestone and, and and that and that bench like the a hundred hundred points that would just be absolutely amazing. And then Matthews, can he do it? Well, you know it's 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 he can push harder and 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 the way that the Leafs are playing. Yeah, absolutely. He's 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 going. Uh, he's he's doing the same, very much the same thing as, as, as Matthews. And and they're very different players in some in some ways. Um, I don't know if you kind of see it that way too, Angelo, in terms of like um, their strengths and the playmaker abilities and the and their goal scoring abilities and all of these types of pieces. But I mean, the common thread is that, that they're both superstars.
1: Oh, they are. They're both absolutely uh, elite players. And you know, I, I'm not going to talk to any. Uh, Manager and specific uh, in particular here, but you know if you look <laughs> out and have both of those guys, then it doesn't take any skill to win any level of fantasy uh, hockey pool. But I'm, I'm again, I'm not just, I'm just kind of thinking out uh, out loud. Listen, let's get into some Lug news now. So uh, out of nowhere yesterday, Kelsey drops the hammer. We have this notification yeah. um, that the season is ending May 13th. It makes sense because there were some games to be played. Over the next few days, but she's cutting off the last two Calgary Vancouver games. So anyone who was pacing themselves to potentially have, um, you know, some stats from Calgary or Vancouver players yeah. in that final week, and um, those are gone. We knew at the start of the year that um, it was possible that all games wouldn't be counted in the league. So it doesn't really affect us, except. Um, you know, the season is done in, in, uh, yeah. five, five, six days and, uh, no Calgary, Vancouver at the end where it does affect, honestly, is I picked up Thatcher Demko thinking, uh, you know, that he would get one of those two starts and, and Robbie and I are every day we're flipping between wins. Um, we yeah. were so close, uh, so it could affect that, but I'm not complaining. That's just, uh, we knew that going in this year that this. This would happen
0: it's just oh it, well, absolutely we knew that the season you know in some capacity when you know it would kind of play out as best as it could in, in in the NHL but reflected in the league there was going to be some impact and here's what the impact is and then when when Vancouver was was you know out for so so long you know it's it's it, it, it that became pretty clear that that wasn't going to happen so the impact is going to be very interestingly on those as you said those managers that had those players on the team and we know one and sure mike is is not happy about about those uh those decisions from kelsey but it is what it is um and we'll see what he can do out of it we'll, we may see a complete wholesale dump of his uh of his canucks
1: could be we'll see um so listen i uh, usually at this time of the year uh or obviously in april typically uh we're looking at the standings and there's this Amazing battle for one, two, or yeah. two, three, or whatever. Um, this year's uh, not the case. And as I'm looking at the standings, uh, you know, I've got 121 points, so I'm looking really comfortable uh, here on the last weekend. Um, Doug at 113.5 points, and then um, Stitzville Raccoons what? at 95 and a half. I would say the Stitzville Raccoons and and PMF at 93 and a half. Zoltok at 92.5. I would pull at 92 and a half. Uh, the, wait, wait, and wait, half. Wait, hold wait, on, hold on. You got let me that's a real good battle for third place but I, I think I've got it wrapped up and Doug's got second what are your thoughts
0: um I, I need you to to click go back to the main menu for a second
1: well okay I'm online here okay yeah. and then just cobbles uh, and calls himself still the champ he's 83 and a half by the way he okay. doesn't have a chance
0: yeah okay click on the the toggle from season and then just click on 2021 and then refresh okay
1: sorry what are you talking about Brent no 20 2020 right when <laughs> no. the pandemic started yeah, that's right. On, it's an open it's
0: 2021. You're on the you're on you're on the, the history season. You're, you're 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 you've been playing the season. I'm sure from 2020.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's why I'm not doing. That's why I'm not doing well. I've been playing the 2020 season. <laughs> you've all been playing along.
0: the 2020 season all along. That's oh, that's geez. probably an excuse for your ineptitude. Oh, wait.
1: You're, you're in third? Are you sure you didn't just create a website on Wix and put yourself in third? This
0: is basically a Wix. Yeah, it's a wiki.
1: There's something. There's something <laughs> weird going. All right. Okay, so Blair, 127 and a half. Uh, uh, and, uh, barring any... It, well, there's oh nothing. My, that there's happen. nothing
0: and, that's happening there.
1: So Blair's got it wrapped up. Really, uh, you know, uh, I would say a decent season. I, when compared to my 141.5 season, it, it's not that great. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's instead, it, we'll just call him the Heisenberg, the good Heisenberg, the good, um,
0: the, the okay Heisenberg.
1: Start to finish. So on May the 13th, <laughs> we're uh, we're sending him a check. Uh, but uh, yeah, very interesting time. here. Um, you know, I went to bed last night thinking. We are going to talk about Doug having second wrapped up, but then lo and behold, he drops a couple. You gain a little bit, and you're only five and a half away from him. Uh, Pretty interesting. And then Stitzville Raccoons are only two and a half away from you. Yeah. Um, So we do have – I wouldn't say uh exciting battles but certainly some intriguing things to keep an eye on the next few days.
0: I think so too. I mean when I when when you look at, you know, there's no there's no race for first. That's out of it. And and it's kind of a race for like, you know, you know, a bridesmaid kind of uh, uh, prize here, but I'll take it in any capacity if I can get on the podium and and it's going to be a challenge I think for me to stay in third. I don't believe at all I'm catching Doug. I think Doug has, uh, to be honest, despite, despite what I tell him and what I say um, to his face, in that sense, is that I don't, I don't believe that's happening. What I'm worried about is, to be honest, is is uh, is you. Uh, you're at 97 and a half points. I honestly think that you could be doing something here uh, in the last few days of the Lug.
1: I can say not a chance. I have thrown. Uh, so many Hail Marys the last few days and nothing has stuck and to get these jumps in the final weeks um, takes some skill and takes some luck and where I need to give you full credit is um, the moves you've made so you picked up that backup guy from Boston Uh, he got you a shutout Um, you picked up Branstrom this week he gets you three points you picked up Philip Peronic last night he gets you two points so uh, you know, things, the ebbs and flows of the league, you are now uh, kind of peaking and making all the right moves. And uh, I'm picking up goalies I've never even heard of to hopefully get a win over <laughs> to get a game, the So my goalie strategy clearly was horrible this year. I deserve nothing more than fifth place, and I don't see that uh, happening. However, I must say this before we move on to our winners and losers, I know how important... This is to you because it's um, huge. You know, you have people in this pool who you have never met, who text you and make fun of you.
0: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: Yes, and and you're (laughs) a champ, and and you take it and you laugh. But this to you would be a crowning achievement, a defining moment, and if even this sliver of hope i can take that away from you <laughs> it may actually be better than winning the pool because i know that if i were to do this yeah. somehow in the next couple of days uh-huh. you would be crushed in next week's oh i would podcast. be it would be it, it really this is a big deal right
0: well, it, it is and, and and i can't it, it I can't. Every, this pool means 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 everything to to all of us. You know, we we love it, but there's just a part of me that is 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 so invested in this thing, like emotionally, right? So you know, my identity is caught up in this thing. I am the whisperer. So the fact the fact that if I can, you know, even get on the podium here, um, my summer would be like you know, fantastic. It'd be tra la la, skipping down skipping down the road, and and I wouldn't have a care in the world. This this would would be would be absolutely something. I'm unsure if that's going to happen. And as I said earlier, my biggest concern is the fact that I think you're going to spoil it on me. And uh, so I don't warm, think I wore, warm. But I, I do hope warm would be like yeah, you know, sorry, you know, that was a good battle, you know, let's shake hands. Not you. But uh, yeah, that's how that rolls. Listen, I have done yeah, as you said, I've done some some, I uh, made some different moves and this and that, and trying to map some things out. I think one of one pieces of, that have really helped me is if you take a take a look at that those standings and how Pittsburgh has been playing over the over the last 10, 10 or so games, uh, they've been absolutely stellar. Um, those goalies that had such a you know Jerry and Desmith had such a rough start um way 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 back um have uh, have really performed for me and helped me out so a lot of I think a lot of things ha- you know that's coming up for me right now is yeah my pickups but also some of that Pittsburgh success and listen those Boston goalies have really helped too
1: Absolutely. So, listen. Let's. Uh, we're going to get into our winners and losers. Last thing I'll say is, I need everyone to pay up. I like to pay out the prize money as soon as the season is done. So, about uh, I would say half of you have, have paid me, uh, and also declare your preliminary keepers because yeah. that becomes our next uh, our next podcast. After we talk about the champion, we talk about preliminary keepers and. And strategies going into uh, next year. Okay. and let's and, yeah. and
0: just a reminder is to be creative in those um, e uh, e transfer uh, passwords, please. For oh, I think
1: I've put the auto deposit.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: I know, I know. It's <laughs> 2021 20, of me. All right, so let's get into winners and losers. Some really significant movements here, and I think, out of respect of where we are in the season, uh, there are some managers you know we'll we'll talk about, but didn't really make a difference in the standings and others we need to spend a little more time on. So if we can, I would like to start with winners this week. Um, and we'll start at the number one winner, which is PMF. Uh, he goes plus 10 for the week. Uh, That's crazy. Scores a shutout. Really nice jump of of 10. Um, he now has the possibility of jumping over mm-hmm. uh, Nick into eighth place. Um, you know, he made those deals to do a rebuild uh, this year. So some nice success. Uh Uh, for PMF and also our second winner Hennessy goes plus eight to, um, to feel a little bit better as he heads into the end of the season.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Awesome for Hennessy. That's a, that's a big success for him in terms of those getting those eight points, especially at this time PMF. Well, we, 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 we called it at the, at, uh, at the, um, you know, at, at a couple episodes ago when, we, when we said he was, he was ready for a jump and he's ready to, to, uh, to, to climb up because the points were so close and so was Nick and Nick has had his, he had his moment a little bit earlier than PMF. And here comes, PMF on on the rise a little bit. You know, obviously it's it's too it's a little bit late for him, uh, and he would have wanted that to happen earlier. But I'll tell you, ten point gain at this point is pretty huge.
1: Yep, and uh, so he was our biggest winner. Hennessy again with a nice little plus eight to get into forty four. He's going to finish eleventh. Uh, uh, that's just the way it is. And then yep. the, really, when we talk about the standings, and that's where we need to focus on right now. Uh, this is huge. You go plus six. Uh, in the last week, it vaults you into third place, hundred and four point five points. You're five point five behind Doug, two point five ahead of Warham. and um, you have tonight's the night, right? This is your this is it for you.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. I'm going to try to go into next week with just only uh, two games in hand. Um, but tonight's basically the night. When I look at, I've kind of set it, try to set things up as best as I can. My little brain can can make that happen. But I would look at last week when I was down uh, five points. Um, that was, that was, uh, I was, you know, the biggest loser last week tied with, with, uh, Ravka and that, that, that hurt huge. And that, at that point, I, you know, it was effectively all over. Um, it was, I was, uh, um, 11 points behind, uh, warm and, and we'll get to that in a second. So it's, it's what, what I think I'm taking the takeaway from, from, from this year is how fast things can change. And how how things can swing so unbelievably uh, quick. Uh, And on that note, we are going to get into some losers here, and we'll show you how fast things have changed.
1: Absolutely, and and you know, even though there's almost a week left in the pool, really and truly, there are two nights left in the pool. It's tonight. Tonight is the night to make a move either way. And then Monday night's a huge night uh, as well. And then there's a sprinkling of games in yeah. between. But yeah. really, yeah. the schedule is really packed tonight and and Monday. So yeah. let's start with our number three loser, um, Gump, Cutlass Supremes. I, I need to look at previous standings. But he <laughs> may be on his way to a very uh, notorious... Um, distinction in being the worst season in league history at 22.5 points oh boy that's uh that's, that's tough. And then to lose another five and a half like there's almost no points to lose anymore
0: yeah well it, you take a look at at uh where he falls it's Um, his game-winning goals is five and a half, but you know everything else is ones and ones and twos or oh, sorry, plus minuses three and a half. So he's had just one of those seasons, and it's a tough one, and it's a hard one to to find anything remotely you know, to cheer about it, to get involved in, but you know what? He's tried his best. He's maxed out some positions, which is great to see. Um, you know, he's got a lot of positive stuff to look forward to, but it has been a struggle of a season for him.
1: Absolutely. And uh, you, listen, I'm not in the winners and losers side, but I, I did want to point this out. We were talking about league stuff. For me, this season has been perplexing. So certainly my goals, yeah. um, my goaltending stats does, is uh, very deserving, and I don't deserve to win money because my goalies are so terrible. But I very much covet um, skater stats, and yeah. I did really well. I did what I typically do in skater stats, yes. and then for some reason, power play goals, I didn't get any. So I I ranked three in power play goals, and then I ranked 11, or twelve in all of the other major scoring categories where goals are involved or shots on goal. So weird.
0: Anyway, well, I look at yeah. yeah I, I, well, I look at I look at that. Like if we want to just take a second here away from winners and losers for a minute, and and uh, I look at I look at your you have your three in power play goals eight in power play points and then your goalie stats suck. so it comes back to how those specialty points I mean you're eleven and a half and shorthanded points because you can thank Marchand for that but um, the the uh, those those categories matter huge right and it's such an anomaly that you have you know you're basically at the top of goals um, but you have have you know, so few few power play goals. So definitely something that's going to be be on your mind as you you know work into to your draft strategy for sure to see how you can fix that huge uh, blunder on your part.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's go. Uh, second biggest loser this week. Um, he's back to Stitzville Raccoons minus seven point five. So coupled with your plus six, there's yeah. a thirteen point five point swing in yeah. the top four. Uh, huge benefit to you a yep. total collapse for Robbie we knew Robbie had run out of games um but this is a a, a really really hard fall for him at this point in the season
0: yeah it's it's it, it's happening you know right at the 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 obviously the wrong time for him there's never a good time to fall for that but he has no runway left to kind of uh uh chase this down and and uh when when last week you know was effectively i you know i you know, was basically uh, resigned to the fact that I'm off the podium he's on and he's in you know, in typical warm fashion has been able to to have a fantastic season. Um, that's not the case this weekend with that much of a drop. And when you look at uh, his strategy, and it's always the strategy, so this is nothing new, but when you look at where he is at in terms of, of, of games left, he's got – He's got three defense games. He's got six goalies games. So he's and, – and that's great, the fact that he'll leave nothing on the table. But by after tonight, he's only playing – he's playing two goal. Uh, – he'll play two goaltenders. Um, and we'll see how that works out because both, both of those goaltenders are going to face tough teams. And uh, he's got three defensemen. And uh, so we'll see how that one works out in terms of, of how he wants to play that as well. He'll get a minus one in defense, obviously, because that's how he rolls. But uh, So he'll be able to play four defense, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's Robbie. It'll be interesting. But he can still sneak in. You know, He gets a shutout here or there, yeah, and all of a sudden he, he vaults over you. I actually had to look. I thought I'd made some sort of error on Week 16, um, winners and losers and standings because there was such a huge drop and change between uh, you and him but it, it happened and then then we go to our biggest loser somebody who was a contender all season long and then the last three weeks um, hits you know it's this is uh Aiden's cliff all over again minus nine he's dropped roughly 20 points in the last four weeks yeah um you know out of contention into Uh, sixth place, potentially even lower by the end of the year. I feel for him because he had really played this season well, and we had tipped uh, our hats to him. And, um, you know, I think there are a lot of good things that he can take away from this season, but it can't feel good these last couple of weeks.
0: No, not at all. Like, he, he was in the fight the whole time. Um, he was playing that FA wire, you know, as a pro, uh, and being able to, to really get what he, he needs. But again, when it comes down to it, he's had, um, a, a run of bad weeks here, right? So this week obviously is minus nine. Um, one of, uh, he had minus five on, in, in week, uh, 15, uh, he, he you know, remained off the, off the, off the list last week, which is but then a minus five in week 14 as well, um. So he's, he's, he's struggled over this last four weeks for sure. Um, and uh, we don't know. We'll see. We'll see if Mike will vault over him. He's only a, uh, a little bit, uh, well, half point up on on, on Mike. So something's going to happen there in terms of, of, of a change. Uh, but we'll see because Mike's got some games in hand. How many games does Aiden have? Let's take a look here quick. Um, not a whole lot left. No. Um, he's got one right wing game, uh, 10 10 goalies
1: so he had messaged me a few weeks ago saying he was out of games like he was he yeah. knew that that things were not going uh he, he knew that there were other t- teams that had games in hand and that this could potentially happen but i don't think he would have anticipated uh this drop to this extent and no, okay. at okay challenging happen. for sure all right so uh that's our winners and losers for the week pmf hennessy and the whisperers are on top gibby Subban, Sickos, or Stitzville Raccoons, and Cutler Supremes uh, are our losers for the week. And then we will do one final one uh, next Saturday as the season will be wrapped up. All right. So let's do Do we have to have Blair on the
0: show at that point? Do we actually have to have a call in? And Does he have to actually be on? Because I don't know. Either of us can actually stomach that.
1: I know. I I think we do the invite. Uh, There's always the invite. And we know he's awake because he's been texting us. uh, I know obsessively the last hour um
0: we could say that you know what we could do is we could send the invite and say you know oh you know something's wrong with that code or something's wrong with that link sorry couldn't make it happen Um, we'll send them that old google meet code
1: we'll send them that google meet code that those kids uh, from our school board were going. yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. that's right he'll sit in there with them Uh, that sounds good hey before we get
1: started i do need to to do need to um Congratulate you, uh, and, and not to talk about professional stuff, but you you were recently promoted to one of our local high schools. Next year, yep. you would be a vice principal there, and that's really not why I want to talk about because we don't want to talk about our careers. But what I do want to talk about is how the lube permeates our lives after the announcement. Absolutely, was made. after yeah. the announcement was made, uh, my yeah. kids are. Our learning at home. I'm teaching from home. I went to the kitchen where Peter is doing his learning. I said, Hey, Peter, guess who your vice principal is next year? I said, It's Mr. Jewel. And he broke out in a <laughs> massive laugh attack, not because he knows you well, but he only yeah. knows you as the careless whisperer. So next year, when he's getting in trouble from you for doing teenage things yeah. all he's going to think about is this is the the, the podcast guy
0: yeah it's totally going to happen and yeah. so like and I'm actually going to give him detentions um and we're going to work through my draft strategy together so i this think is, on this the is, first
1: is, day you yeah. need to call him down on the first day of school and you need to say peter i need to reiterate to you that i finished third yeah. in the pool last year
0: yeah. I'm actually going to, to um, part of the orientation process um, uh, for, for his grade nine year uh, will involve uh, celebrating, celebrating me as, as not just, not just as a, a vice principal or as a person, obviously that's, you know, cause I'm fantastic either way. Um, but also as, as, um, as a hockey uh, fantasy hockey pool manager in the Luke. So I think that's going to be listed on the, like there are, you know, you know, you get those great you know, grade nine shirts and stuff like that. Like it'll yeah. have, you know, the loot, he's we'll gonna have go a special on one he's go gonna ahead. have a special one absolutely yeah it's he's gonna have a special one words. yeah and and uh, for sure it, it, without a doubt if he's anything like his his father um there will be lots of talks in the office i'm actually just waiting because you know the apple doesn't fall fall from the tree for peter to throw me under the bus
1: well it, you know and and the other way <laughs> yeah, I think i'm teaching i'm teaching robbie's son a wonderful kid right and we're doing it virtually and i do this this question of yeah. the day for attendance right to see if kids are yeah. Are uh, listening and the other day it was um, something to do. There was some money, fun money question or something. Yeah. And uh, Robbie's son, his answer was, "Why don't you add the money to the pool so my dad can win even more this year?" I was like, "Hold on a sec, this is shots fired." Possible. Yeah. But every every <laughs> every couple of days, I actually it, the other twenty six kids must wonder what's going on because you know, a poor Rob's son is just kind of doing his, his thing, learning. And then all of a sudden I will attack his father.
0: And I do it all the time. And and the other class is probably wondering, the other kids in the class probably, why are you always putting him in a separate breakout room and leaving him there for the rest of the day? And, uh, and uh, you know, that's just a, you know, remote virtual learning joke um what we
1: do what there. we do is uh, i actually uh, i go to a breakout room with him he breaks into the pool and we change uh his father's lineup so tonight uh, he's dropped all the goalies he doesn't know yet hopefully he doesn't listen to this all right let's get into our main main topic so this is the seattle kraken luke and oh, draft the rules are simple uh, each team is protected for players. They're also known as keepers. Yep. And and we, we projected that a few weeks ago. So we're going to base this based on our projected keepers. Yeah. Uh, so now the Kraken are going to choose a Lug team of 16 players, at least two centers, two left wing, two right wing, 4D, two goalies, and a maximum budget of $1,000. Current teams will each lose at least one rostered player, but yep. no more than two. So... On that note, we are going to get into our winner or our uh, main topic here. And the way it's been structured is the way we would see a typical um, Lube draft go, where the big names are going first for big dollars. So uh, here we go Seattle Kraken expansion draft. And with the first pick, uh, Brent, who is Ron Francis taking?
0: So Ron Francis is turning to to I was in the pool, and uh, obviously uh, some phenomenal players there, but everybody knows that you have to go big, um, and you have to go out, out hard, and they're going massive with this selection from I was in the pool, and they are choosing uh, to take Patrick Kane.
1: Absolutely. So what a great first pick. So we project Mike is keeping Pedersen, Ellers, Hughes, and Markstrom. That exposes Patrick Kane to the expansion draft. Uh, A PR rank of 6. Maybe he's dropped a bit. I think he actually might be 8 now. It doesn't matter. Uh, A a huge cost, $249. We know that managers typically will pay Mm -hmm. uh, big for one star in the mid-200s. So Seattle's doing that. Uh, They go all in with this impressive pick out. uh, Top 5 scorer in the NHL. One of the greatest players of all time in the league, And uh, they get their cornerstone player in Patrick Kane.
0: Definitely a player that they are going to build around for the remaining part of the draft selection. So just watch and see how everything ties back into their first overall pick here of Patrick Kane. What a great selection for the Kraken.
1: All right. And coming in second, uh, Whiskey Dick Van Dyke show. We anticipate Dreisaitl. Vasilevsky, Gaudreau, and Nadeljevic as his four keepers. Uh, That exposes one of the best centermen in the league, currently ranked seven in the league, and that's Alexander Barkov at 176 bucks.
0: Yeah, so this is a really interesting one, right? Because center, um, I would say, at historically at one you know at one point in the league was a was a position that you'd see a lot of drop in ads happen you would see a lot of flux here people not really focusing too too much some of the key centers obviously some of the superstar centers but that's changed gone gone are those days and center is one of the key positions now in the league. and in the, in the, in, in the crack and in get ad, one of the absolute best with the prk of seven here at 176 dollars they probably would have would have picked a different player and you know uh but uh with Kane in that position, they're going with Barkov.
1: That's a great pick. And, you know, right off the bat, two superstar players, as we would expect early in the draft. But then it doesn't slow down. At number three, Subban Sickos slash Stitzville Raccoons come into play. We think that he will keep Zabanajad, Rust, Lennar, and Marner. And uh, who is he losing from his team?
0: It's Gensel, right? Uh, with a huge left-wing, right-wing designation. Such a, uh, a flexible player where you can put in PRK of... of uh, of four, so this is this is one of your top five um, power forwards uh, in 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 the league. One hundred sixty three dollars, such a steal for that position. This is the stud that plays beside um, Crosby and guarantees one of the top scoring fantasy uh, players uh, out there. Such an, a fantastic pick and such a phenomenal compliment to both Barkov and Kane.
1: So uh, three picks in, we've got a right winger, a center, and a left wing. Uh, already over $500 spent in the draft. So this is very typical of what we see in the league. And now we got to keep money into consideration. Uh, but going into our fourth pick, uh, your team comes into play. McKinnon, Cooch, Rantanen, Rask are your keepers. Um, and we go back to center, picking up the... Uh, one of maybe the all-time greats in the league of ordinary gentlemen, and that's Patrice Bergeron at a tidy sixty-three bucks. It's a no-brainer. Uh, this is your shorthanded point guy. This is your power-play point guy. Um, shots on goal. He does it all. And uh, after four, Kraken have Bergeron, Gensel, Barkov game.
0: Listen, he's not as, as doesn't have the same. Sexiness as as say McDavid and Matthews, especially with Matthews mustache, but Bergeron is without a doubt a no brainer when it comes to this expansion draft selection. He is he is a, a massive and a beast when it comes to those specialty points. And at sixty three dollars, PRK of six, this is absolutely a no brainer.
1: All right, so uh, forwards are looking pretty good, but uh, really uh, now I think is the time. Ideally, to start going after a goalier defenseman. So, who are we saying uh, that the Kraken or our expansion Lug team would do next?
0: This is this is a crazy one, right? Because when you start switching to, to D, it, it, it's uh, it's uh, going to be uh, Peter Angelo, right? When it comes in at fifty-seven dollars, PRK, he uh, fifty-four. he's had a bit of a underperforming season for sure, but I think this is one. Uh, that a change uh, would be kind of welcome, even though he signed that massive big contract. But getting away from Hennessy maybe and into to a different uh, managing style and format, you would see this player rise again.
1: Yep, so we see Hennessy as uh, holding on to Bennington, Carlson, uh, UC Saros, and Carter Hart. Uh, Peter Angelo did uh, certainly underperform for Hennessy this year and was one of his keepers. He's not going to keep him this year, um, but who wouldn't want to take a, a flyer for 57 bucks on Peter Angelo? So, first defenseman is in the books here, and now let's pick up a goalie. So, can you hear me coming? We believe uh, Lindholm, Mrazek, uh Vincent Trocek, and Dougie Hamilton is what we picked Nick yeah. is keeping. Uh, that means that the original expansion goalie. Mark andre Fleury, the guy who went from Pittsburgh to Vegas, their yep. first selection overall. Uh, he is going to change hands again, and he's joining the Kraken. PR rank of four, a uh, fantasy value of $50, and uh, we've scored a superstar goalie in that.
0: Yeah, this is a bubble keeper for Nick. Uh, you know what I mean? It all depends on what he's doing in goalies. You know, Nick is one of those managers that doesn't uh, traditionally favor goaltenders at all. So, you know, whether it's Mrazek or Flurry or neither, uh, the the Kraken have a solid pick from. Um, from Nick's squad here, uh, and this is this is going to be uh, either one, um, and we're siding here with Flurry here, giving giving you know, the advantage to Mrazic for a keeping position, uh, keeper position on, on on Nick's team. But either one would be a, a phenomenal foundation to build on uh, from the net for the Kraken.
1: Beautiful. So um, now let's go. We're still building our team here, Zoltok, So. Uh, Who's lost uh, guys so far? So we have, I was in the pool, Whiskey, Dick Van Dyke, Suban Sickos, uh, yourself, Hennessy, and Nick have all lost players. So we still have a few managers that need to lose players. Zoltok, we believe, is going with the three IS goalie strategy, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, plus Hedman. So for that, uh, that means he's going to lose a very competent uh, defenseman. Somebody who ranked first for most of the year on D has yes, dropped absolutely. down a little bit. But that's Jeff Petrie, a $48 uh, gem. So with Peter Angelo and Petrie, um, early on the Lug version of the Kraken are looking stacked. Uh, the D core is picking up really nice with a few top 5, top 10 D. Yep. Um, and then Robka can afford to let Petrie go because he wants to really go in on that goalie first strategy and Headman's a no brainer. So Petrie, is exposed into the draft.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate he can't keep every everybody, uh, but Robka has that, as you said, the Samsonov, Sorokin, and Shusterkin strategy here happening. I like it, love it. Um, and that's going to, with Hedman complementing that round out, that's going to expose Petrie. And unfortunately, very similar to my case with Bergeron, not enough room, not enough keeper positions. He's going to lose them. He would love to keep them, but he can't.
1: All right, yeah. Um... I just noticed something. My player that I'm exposing, I actually ended up dropping. But we're going to pretend like I held on to him. Okay, Brent? Yeah, sounds good. I dropped him the other day uh, because I was desperate for getting goalies. But uh, so um, Petrie's gone. And then we go to uh, Gibby. We see him. Uh, He made some of those great deals at the deadline to get Landis Gog. He picked up Fox uh, at the draft uh Theodore and then darcy Kemper's back and healthy that's who we're picking as his keepers uh which exposes our best free agent of the year joe Pavelski to the draft and why would uh the yeah. expansion crack and not choose Pavelski a right wing center designation fourth overall right winger at a tidy little 25 bucks so a bargain pickup for Seattle this late in the draft
0: yeah this is this is uh this is very typical of what happens on draft night in uh, in the Luke, and where you can get some bargains, absolute steals, um, uh, at the at the near 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 the final final rounds of, of draft night. And this is another one, uh, but this is not just any bargain. They're getting uh, the fourth best uh, right winger at a steal of twenty five dollars. Such a huge move for Francis and the Kraken.
1: All right. So we only have a couple of teams left and then we got to go back in the well and uh, choose a second player from a few teams. So uh, for me, no no secret again, I'm getting emotional here as I look at my keepers. You're
0: you're choking up.
1: I am. Um, It's highly unlikely I will change from this Marchand, Pasternak, Huberdeau and Svechnikov as my keepers. Up until the other day, I had Spencer Knight uh, as my goalie um, and that's who we are going to give up in the draft. So we're going to pretend like Doug didn't pick him up and I didn't drop him. Sure. So Spencer Knight, um, a young goalie, a young prospect uh, to complement the pickup of Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, a rank of 45 right now after playing only a few games in the NHL, a $25 goalie. This has, and this is where we can see why Doug picked him up, even though Doug's not going to keep him. No. This has Vasilevsky, Nadeljevic vibes all over it. Spencer Knight is uh, following the same trajectory as those two goalies, Doug is playing dirty pool again, which he loves to do and which I commend him for by making sure Spencer Knight isn't available to be picked up right now and, and kept by another team. But in this case, the crack get him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We all know that there's, there is instability, despite Florida's success, there's still instability within, within those, uh, within the crease. And, uh, what is clear that is that they have an emerging superstar happening here and, uh, Definitely, uh, definitely one that Francis is on, is on Francis's radar as well. Phenomenal pickup.
1: All right, you want to take us through? So we've got three more teams that need to lose uh, players. PMF's our next guy. He's got Kachuk, Hellebuck, uh, Kyle Connor, and uh, Philip Grubauer. Uh, In the fold as his keepers, we believe. Uh, So, who's he going to take?
0: Well, this is this is again is is uh, a a very interesting and strategic pick here because Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be pulled from from PMS team with the PRK of fifty nine and the cost of twenty three dollars. You know, he's he's assumed that number one one role on on a team that you know has has. struggled of lately but is is on the way up they, they there's a lot to still uh, look at uh, and focus on and celebrate in New Jersey and and that's one of those one of those uh, bright lights is, is Blackwood in his play and, and and the fact that he's number one why wouldn't you pick him up roll the dice and 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 see uh, if, if he a change the scenery in Seattle would would bring greater fortunes
1: and once we get to our um, summary of this team we're gonna see that that's a nice little group of goalies for yeah. Uh, this expansion team, let's go to Heisenberg. We're choosing Matthews McDavid, Kale McCarr, and Alex DeBrincat is who we believed that um, Blair was going to keep. So with that, uh, it releases um, of oh oh our boy. rookie of the year in waiting, yeah. uh, left wing, rank of 15, only $18.00. An absolute steal. Um, this is a you know, future keeper written all over him. Yep. Um, you know, I know that Blair will have a decision between the and sure Krizov. Yeah. We're leaning on to bring cat for this exercise and um, if that happens there's no way the Kraken will let him slip well, e- e- draft
0: either, either one right I, I, absolutely when you, this is this is probably one of the toughest decisions in terms of you know, you know the, what what we've seen you know I had to let uh, had to let uh, Bergeron go but that that makes sense based upon my keepers in the strategy I had to you know and then we see um, with Nick, um, very similar type type please say It is going to be Mrazic or Flurry, and those type. This one, this one, it has to hurt the champ a little a little bit. The oh, soon to be champ. Let's just say that. That when we look at Matthews and McDavid, no brainer. McCarr, no no, no brainer. But you know, are you going to go uh, with the Cat, who seemingly had um, a bit of an off season last year? Um, didn't, didn't, didn't have a phenomenal season, but has been absolutely lights out, stellar this year with Kaprizov, who's isn't, uh, Kaprizov, who's, isn't absolutely uh, going to be, uh, a superstar for, for, um, for the wild. So who knows, but either one, and we're going with Kaprizov being, being picked by Francis is going to be a, a phenomenal choice.
1: All right, so uh, the team is running out of money. Maybe 100 bucks left. We have one more team, then we have to do four wildcard yeah. picks. Cutlass Supremes is the last team uh, to be uh, exposed in the draft. His keepers are really exciting. Point, Pacioretty, uh Pavel oh. Bushnevich and Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, um, crazy. The Kraken don't have a lot of money here, so they're going to go with Kasperi Kapanen, who's a serviceable right-winger, ranked 37, only $12.00. With not a lot of money left in the budget, this is the type of player uh, that we need to do. So when you get to this part of the draft, you're looking for someone who's serviceable, yep. maybe put up 40 to 50 points, um, someone that doesn't hurt to drop, someone who might get some time. So with with Capitan, we're we're figuring that's the style of player that would be picked up at this point in the draft.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is this is this is a player that may get uh, some additional minutes with Crosby or Malkin to get being able to get some of those t- type of points um, from from that the. Best Benefit of playing on with those uh, aligned with those players um, so absolutely smart choice pickup but again look at Gump's uh, Gump's keepers there's no there's no way he's going to release uh, point Pachoretti Bucinevic or Toffoli uh, for the Kraken to to uh, pick off so it's going to be Capitan for sure
1: all right so we got uh, 12 teams 12 players yeah. now we've got four we're going to call them wild card picks uh, <clears throat> our teams can only lose one more player so I can't go to uh, Doug's team and poach four players now we can just lose a maximum of one so we're saying with the first wild card pick we're going back to um, Stitzville Raccoon slash Subban Sickos and we're picking a player who um, has performed very well this year but whose future looks really really good and that's the future captain of the Ottawa Senators Brady Kachuk, a left-wing center designation, a rank of 23, a bit pricey at $65 at this point in the draft, but we do have it in the budget. And um, there you go. So your first wildcard pick and pick 13 in the draft for the Kraken is Brady Kachuk.
0: Yeah, and absolutely, this is a fantastic pickup because when you look at Ottawa's... Um, uh uh momentum and i think they do have some momentum coming into into the next season um they're they're, they're on a rebuild their the team is on a rise um and a big part of that is kachuk but kachuk is going to benefit from the other players that are emerging and playing well too so what a phenomenal pickup for Absolutely. the uh, kraken
1: let's go to number two we got to get another defenseman here who are we going for uh for the defense Doug?
0: well it's going to be it, it and again this is when, when, when you throw out Top ten uh, defensemen uh, from from this year. You, you're not expecting to hear Doughty, but again, Doughty has been absolutely stellar this year. It has been it has been. Um... One of the the biggest stories, magical years, I think, or biggest stories of the Lug as to how this player has been playing and performing. No one would have of uh, predicted that Heisenberg is benefit of it, but he's going to be be on the other side of it, and in, in that uh, that player is being pulled away from him. But a huge pickup for the Kraken for sure.
1: All right, and with the second last pick, uh, not a lot of cash left for seven bucks. We're going to Gibby's team, Ryan Strom, center, right wing designation, number twelve rank. Um, you know, he's centering some of the best forwards in the league, uh, irrespective of what happened this week with Washington and them getting shut out, uh, the other night this, this team is stacked up front. So why not take a Ryan Strom type player for next to no dollars? Yeah. He's going to be with Panarin. He's going to be with Bustinavich, with yeah. uh, Alex- <coughs> Alexi Lafreniere, with Adam Fox. So that's a no brainer with a second last pick. Strom is gone.
0: Yeah, you love that one, eh? And because it's again a player that is is well on the rise, and it's going to be um, in, a, in a very good position to continue that with uh, with the Kraken.
1: All right, final pick PMF. Uh, we round out our D with Jacob Chikrin, a top ten defenseman, only a buck. Um, so yeah. it's official. Chickren has replaced Oliver Ackman. Larson as Arizona's number one D man, top ten guy in the pool. What a steal for the Kraken! Ron Francis does it. Rounds out his team with a wonderful defenseman. His decor is stacked, and yeah. that is the um, Seattle Kraken. So let's break it down, Brent, from center all the way down to goalie. What does this team look like?
0: This is this is quite a team, like. So let, we're here. We go. We have Patrice Bergeron at center and and, and Alexander Barkov at center. Uh, left wings, we have Gunsel, uh Jake Gunzel, and. Um, sorry, and Brady Kachuk that's I mean you look at just that that th- those four players is just absolutely amazing but again to finish up those forward positions uh Patrick Kane and Joe Pavelski is just unreal yeah, uh defense so got, defense doesn't doesn't shy away and doesn't d- uh, dim in any way as well so run those down
1: yeah so a nice little forward group there and then on defense we've got Alex Pietrangelo Jeff Petrie Drew Doughty and Jacob Chikron
0: this so, is absolutely, a nice, absolutely, D, D
1: group.
0: absolutely. I would have, I would have loved to have that at the start of the season. And if we look at uh, a utility position, we got Ryan Strom, and that gives that flexibility within within the uh, uh, the lineup to plug him in on certain matchups, maybe, or or just to to offer that support uh, as those utility positions do. But look who is on the bench. You have Kaprizov and Kapanen. Um, Phenomenal, and then the goaltenders.
1: Yeah, so really nice bench there that you can pop into several positions. Kasperi Kapanen is somebody who would be dropped early and and replaced with someone on the free agent wire. But then in net, you've got from the Golden Knights, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, who is the undisputed number one in New Jersey, and Spencer Knight, who could be, uh, within two years, the number one goalie uh, in Florida. So a nice nine hundred and ninety-one dollars spent on this team. You've got a great mix of superstars, young up and comers rolling the dice on a couple of players. Uh by position, we've got three centers, three left wing, three right wingers, four D, three goalies. And uh there you go. That's your Seattle Kraken Lug expansion team.
0: Yeah, and in typical, you know, Francis fashion, um, comes right close to that thousand dollar uh mark uh only nine dollars off that's the only amount of money that's being left on the table can't complain about that lineup that would be a beast of uh of uh of a fantasy squad for sure Yeah. so
1: what you know what this exercise proves to me why i really liked it is because we have some really good players that will not be available next year and that's a given from uh you know from uh, from Vassy to Connor McDavid, there are, you know, Austin Matthews, Marshawn Cooch, blah, blah, blah. It's just an unbelievable yep. crop of keepers that we have. However, there is a chance for managers to pick up some really great hockey players as well.
0: Well, this is, and this is the thing, every time that we were going down the list and every team has like some depth of talent there, even our teams that are struggling. And again, I'm, I was thinking the exact same thing is this like, you know, draft night is going to be be uh, very competitive because we're starting to see um, a couple of things. One, we're starting to see the emergence of you know those new type superstar type players, right? So we, we think of uh, Kaprazov as one, obviously, right? And 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 in a couple of years, you know, that might be night as well. Uh, but we're also seeing the reemergence of p- players that we thought were. You know, beyond their twilight, beyond their best before date, right? And Pavelski and Doughty, So, this is going to be an absolute epic year at the draft because I think a lot of those traditional kind of strategies are going to be out the window when you have the names um, that have proven themselves this year and in such a phenomenal way being push to the forefront of, of, of draft night. Yes, we've got major keepers happening here and, and some huge names that are off the table, but I, I, I don't think that, that overshadows those, those uh, possibilities uh, um, to, for uh, teams to snag up superstars on come draft night.
1: All right, so that does it. Episode 80, just like that. Next week, Brent, this is what I think we need to do. I think okay. we need to obviously... Um, celebrate the champion, which we yep. always do once the season is done. So um, maybe we can get Blair on, maybe not. But then I think we need to go through. <laughs> yeah, maybe not.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe not.
1: But what we then oh, need to Lord. go through, because really uh, I can put up with him for maybe 45 seconds. It would be the shortest podcast of the year.
0: Yeah, be maybe... congratulations and I'll get lost.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe we'll just, yeah, I'll, we'll get him on the phone and we'll, we'll hang up on him. Um <laughs> So what we will do is we will also break down what went right and what went wrong for every team. And there's clearly, um, you know, we get to the bottom teams, most things went wrong. However, we're sure. going to pinpoint what happened. And then as we get to the top and we get to those kind of uh, two, three, four, five, six positions, where could people have done something a little different to have changed their, uh, their fortunes? And I think that'll be a great way to wrap up the season. And then we'll do a, a keeper episode and then that'll be it for uh, – for this season's uh, group of podcasts.
0: Yeah. And this, I love, I love this kind of piece because it, in, you know, this is, this is like the constructive criticism that, that, that kind of ventures on criticism because it's coming from us we're not those managers we're telling you kind of where things went wrong but hey if you have if you have some you know by by uh uh midweek when things are wrapping up nicely here for you um if you have uh, some different ideas on 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 how or just an idea on how your season went right or how it went completely wrong um let us know give us an email or a text or something like that and then and then we can compare uh compare notes because i think uh you know, when we speak the truth, which we always do, sometimes it hurts our managers and they feel like their voices aren't heard. So it could be a sensitive topic next week.
1: Could be. Well, good <laughs> luck tonight, man. This is a big night for you. It's a big night for everyone. I and, think uh,
0: it is. everybody is going to be absolutely glued to their phones, the app. We've had a lot of controversy about the app as well. Angelo uh, yes. Bolby is, is, is really upset with uh, uh, Kelsey, who uh, he was panicking this morning, saying his points on his app don't reflect the ones on the site. There's been a lot of controversy over that. Uh, you know, uh, Robbie Warms' strategy of dipping into the minuses um, again, as usual. But it's all that's all fair play. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one tonight for sure.
1: All right, boys, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll crown the champ next week.